Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. It's that time of year, March Madness. Whether your team's on the bubble or in the big dance, rooting for Houston or Purdue, Big East or Big 12, BetOnline Sportsbook has you covered with all the props, odds, promos, and parlays for this year's March Madness. Use our promo code BLEAVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the link in the description to this episode. BetOnline, where the game starts. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, or good night. However and whenever it is you may be listening, thank you for stopping into another fantabulous episode of Wired Up. This is Wired Up episode 136. Here on the Take It Easy podcast, wired up going back four years here on the show. We've got another fantabulous episode coming at you today. For those who are new to the program, Wired Up is our Week in Review plus Extra Discussion podcast. It began as a way to talk about college football before the NFL Mondays came around, and it's kind of evolved from there to whenever we've got some content we want to release on a Saturday, on a Sunday, and sometimes a Saturday, but usually a Sunday. We will put it out as a Wired Up podcast, and this week's Wired Up is a very, very special standalone show because last week we talked about Major League Baseball, we talked about the Manny Machado contract, and how in the National League there are four teams who are going above and beyond, spending money at rates that aren't matched by other teams, they are losing money in order to spend at the rates that they do, and they receive steady incomes from their television contracts and television partners. We talked about the Padres and the Mets and the Dodgers and the Phillies, and we talked in depth about how those are the teams that are going to be the most fun, and if they become the Final Four in baseball this year in the National League, it's going to be an insanely fun playoff. And whenever we talk baseball on the show... Over the past, uh, call it seven months or so, I always talk about how we are traveling to a galaxy far, far away, and we're going to do some Major League Baseball talk and basically compare it to Star Wars. Because the way that I talk about baseball is the same way that people who really love Star Wars talk about Star Wars, which is something that brought them a whole lot of joy as a kid and has only provided diminishing returns since but it's still something that you love and is a formative part of your childhood. So I love baseball. I love baseball. And it stinks that I can't name more than two players on the Kansas City Royals anymore. And that's okay. I have a different relationship with baseball as I have grown older, wiser, and have a different relationship with sports as a whole. But I still get excited for baseball, just like people get excited for a new Book of Boba Fett TV show and all of the lore, and all of the details. I love baseball the way that other people love Star Wars. And I thought, hey, now that I understand Star Wars, because I've seen all six, no, all 
nine of the movies except the ninth in the the Skywalker saga because I saw um, Rogue One, which is awesome. I've seen The Mandalorian. Now that I'm deep into the Star Wars lore and I understand it better now, I'm like, wait a minute. Baseball is just basically Star Wars. You see the Padres are the resistance in San Diego. The Dodgers are the Empire. You've got the Mets on the other side of the galaxy building an army similar to like a drone army or a clone army. I mean, come on, man. Like, it's basically just baseball. Baseball and Star Wars are the same. And we made a Star Wars Episode Four intro for last season's Major League Baseball story because Captain Juan Soto was joining the Resistance and Han Solo and Juan Soto are funny and the Padres have a player named Josh Hader, which sounds like Darth Vader, and you can make jokes about that. Like, there's just so much good stuff that you can find in Major League Baseball and Star Wars. And we made an Episode Four, and then my beloved San Diego baseball team beat the Los Angeles Dodgers in the playoffs last year just like the end of the third of the first Star Wars movie i guess it's the fourth but just like the end of episode 4 of Star Wars where they blow up the death star and they fly away cheering that's basically how the the Dodgers and San Diego series ended last year was with San Diego blowing up the death star of the 111 win Dodgers and flying away into the perpetuity and Captain Juan Soto was there to bail them out at the end of the day and I mean it was just such an incredible story that basically followed the plot line of Star Wars. Captain Juan Soto joins the Resistance, and they end up having this incredible run where they knock off the the evil Dodger Empire. And as I kept going along and watching San Diego bring in Xander Bogarts, watching the Dodgers move on from the Turners and Cody Bellinger, and watching baseball's offseason play out, it reminded me that this season is like the Empire Strikes Back. Because the Dodgers are in transition. See, we just blew up their Death Star. The Dodgers, as we know it, are no longer the team that they were. No more Justin Turner. No more Kike Hernandez. No more Trey Turner, who's now with the Phillies. uh, No more uh, Cody Bellinger, who was the MVP six years ago on the team that went to the World Series. The Dodgers, as we previously knew them, no longer exist. But that doesn't mean that the Dodgers are done. Because they are the Empire. And the Empire has all the resources in the world in order to strike back. And so we took our Star Wars Episode 4 intro last year. We saw the movie play out in August and September and October of last year. That was Episode 4 of Star Wars. And now this season is going to be Episode 5 of Star Wars. And I would hope that Episode 6 ends up being the postseason where we have Jedi or Return of the Jedi. We have... Jedi as the end of the season and Empire Strikes Back as the regular season. So for the time being, we now have our episode five Star Wars intro and we're going to put them all together into a trilogy. Hopefully, if this turns out, if the story continues down the Star Wars path, we should have an incredible story. So what we're going to do here is play first and foremost for you the episode four intro for Star Wars. And then we're going to play the brand new episode five intro that we've written and produced for Star Wars Major League Baseball. So here's first the one that we made over the summer last year. This is episode four. We didn't give it a name, but I guess it's a new hope. 
Here's episode four of our Star Wars Major League Baseball story. Episode four. The Holy Dodger Empire continues their reign over the West. In previous years, the Holy Dodger Empire dismantled the once great Royal Cardinals, establishing a new power within the galaxy. The Holy Dodger Empire defeated the Royal Cardinals, invaded the Mill of Waukee, and vanquished the 107-win Giants. In the meantime, the Holy Dodger Empire pillaged both the Purple Rockies and the Backs of Diamond in Arizona. These invasions increased the Empire's wealth tenfold. Their resources are unmatched, their power is unquestioned. With the West and the Central firmly in control, the Holy Dodger Empire sets their sights on a new conquest, the Eastern Empire State. If the Holy Dodger Empire defeats Master Cohen and his Met army of queens, there will be nothing left to stop them from conquering the galaxy. To the south, a small resistance forms in San Diego. While outnumbered and outresourced, the resistance fights for their very existence against the tyranny of the Holy Dodger Empire. It's a changing time in the galaxy. The once great Imperial Nationals of Washington have fallen. Years earlier, the Imperial Nationals once defeated the Holy Dodger Empire at the Battle of Strasbourg. Now, they find themselves bankrupt and selling pieces to the highest bidder. In this collapse, the Holy Dodger Empire captured a great captain known as Mad Max, who helped strengthen the Holy Dodger Empire's hold on the galaxy. However, Mad Max has escaped and defected to Master Cohen and the Met Army of Queens. He will spend whatever years he has left fighting to dismantle the tyranny of the Holy Dodger Empire. And now, the legendary Imperial Captain Juan Soto has joined the Resistance after paying his debt to Kara the Hutt. To San Diego, Captain Juan Soto brings with him the Imperial Nationals' mighty Josh Bell. Joining Captain Soto is Lord Hader, the supreme closer of the Mill of Waukee, called to fight by the message of the Resistance and the possibility of bringing balance to the Force. The Resistance has paid a heavy price, yet they have never been closer to defeating the Holy Dodger Empire. Alright, so that was episode 4. It was written back in August. And since Captain Juan Soto's defection to the Resistance and Lord Hader and the mighty Josh Bell, San Diego beat the 111-win Dodgers in the playoffs. And just to take you guys back for a minute, because remember, we got super obsessed with the Padres and the Dodgers because I'm from San Diego. This is the one team that I have an emotional connection to childhood through, and it's my connection to my hometown team in San Diego. And so, of course, San Diego is going to be the good guys trying to take down the evil Dodgers because the story's way more fun if I'm rooting for the resistance. If San Diego is part of the resistance, it makes it way more fun to enjoy the Star Wars saga. So you have the San Diego resistance and you've got the Dodger Empire dueling it out in the playoffs. And San Diego won the first game 
or sorry, the the Dodgers won the first game, and then San Diego won the second game in Los Angeles, a game that I got to attend, got to watch Manny Machado launch a home run early in the game down the left field line, got to watch San Diego dismantle the Dodgers, and watch their bullpen go on a stretch of beginning 13 consecutive scoreless innings pitched against the Dodgers. And San Diego won game two, and it was a celebration, and I was walking through the concourse at Dodger Stadium celebrating San Diego winning their first playoff game in the DS since 1998. And San Diego then went back home won game three against the Dodgers, and in a best-of-five series had a winner go home against Los Angeles, or not a winner go home, a win in advance, game four in San Diego, and down three runs in the seventh inning, they charged back, took the lead against the Dodger Empire, closed them out, and won a series against the winningest Dodger team of any of the last 10 years. Because the Dodgers have won nine NL West titles in 10 years. The one year they didn't win the division was 2021 with the 107-win Giants, who you heard me mention in the Star Wars intro. The Dodgers beat the 107-win Giants in the playoffs. So basically 10 straight division titles for the Dodgers. They are the empire they are the most impressive thing that has existed in baseball over the last 20 years. Los Angeles has the best team in baseball. San Diego should have no business competing with them as a mid, uh, mid-market team that makes about 11th to 15th in terms of revenue from their television contract and is losing between 80 to $100 million this upcoming season, according to Bob Nightingale because they're spending money in places they don't have it and being okay with spending those resources. San Diego, with no business being in this game, took down the 111-win Dodgers. And the Dodgers proceeded to get rid of Trey Turner and Cody Bellinger, and now Gavin Lux has torn up his knee, and so that totally changes the equation for the Dodgers because they went from having Gavin Lux, who was their top prospect years ago playing second base and batting at the bottom of the lineup he was supposed to be the shortstop of the future and now he's out for season so they went from having two shortstop technically three because they had Corey Seager two years ago they went from having three shortstops to having zero shortstops in a span of about 12 months And so that's an interesting pivot that the Dodger empire is going to have to make. Things are on rocky ground for the Dodgers, and at the same time, they are the empire. They will come back in some form or fashion, and it will be up to the resistance to take them down once and for all. So now, with all of the stage being set, we present the debut of Episode 5 of our Star Wars Major League Baseball story between the Holy Dodger Empire and the Resistance in San Diego trying to restore balance to the Force. Episode 5, The Dodger Empire Strikes Back. After five days of battles, a perfect 13 innings from the bullpen fleet, and help from a rally goose, 
Captain Juan Soto and the San Diego Resistance blew up the Holy Dodger Empire's 111-win Death Star, restoring a balance to the Force. After their incredible victory, the Resistance discovers they still have much to learn after a journey to the Dagobah system and a visit to Master Harper on the swamp planet known as Philadelphia. Meanwhile, the Holy Dodger Empire grows in wealth, pillaging the backs of Diamond and Purple Rockies once more for resources. The Empire has removed Captains Trey and Justin Turner while banishing Cody Bellinger to the north side. Master Cohen and his Met Army of Queens continue spending their unprecedented resources in an attempt to maintain control of their Empire State along the eastern seaboard. In addition, Master Cohen and his Met Army of Queens, along with the Holy Dodger Empire, prepare themselves for the impending arrival of Master Otani, the fabled Jedi Knight from Anaheim who legend says has the ability to master and control both sides of the Force. Despite their successes, the Resistance is losing resources and ground trying to compete with the tyranny of the Holy Dodger Empire. They've fled to the backs of Diamond in order to re-coordinate their efforts for the following season. In their time of need, Captain Juan Soto enlists help from a former Resistance ally, Fernando Calrissian, also known as El Nino. The Resistance also pays a hefty price for Xander Bogart's defection from the once great Boston Empire. With the help of Captain Soto, the return of El Nino, Xander the Carpenter, Joe Musgrove, Jedi Master Manny Machado, and Supreme Closer Lord Hader, the Resistance knows this season will be their best chance to dismantle the Holy Dodger Empire once and for all. And now we begin the movie. What is going to happen next? Will Master Otani join the Holy Dodger Empire like Anakin Skywalker at the end of the third Star Wars movie? I love that I made Bryce Harper Yoda because Yoda pulls up in the fifth movie. I love that we had the perfect person to be uh, Lando Calrissian in Fernando Tatis Jr. because Fernando is an old friend of the Resistance. He used to be our boy, the savior of San Diego, the guy who was pimping bat flips in playoff games and had his had covers of video games. I bought his jersey, and it's rare that I'll ever buy a jersey, so you know it's a special player when Fernando Tatis Jr. gets a jersey from me. Fernando Tatis comes back to join the resistance. He's going to help them dismantle the Holy Dodger Empire just like Lando Calrissian showed up in the fifth Star Wars movie and then he was part of their attack on the new Death Star in episode six. So 
worked out pretty well there that we had a Lando Calrissian built into the story and we had a Bryce Harper built into the story. The Phillies get to be <laughs> the Phillies get to be Yoda, <laughs> which I guess means if we ever do prequels, Philadelphia is going to be Washington, I guess. And we'll get to talk about the Battle of Strasburg, like the joke that we made back in the uh, in the first movie, basically. Or I guess the fourth movie. I don't know. Star Wars prequels are complicated. But if we ever do prequels, we'll tell the story of Bryce Harper uh, battling the clone army of the Dodgers in the prequels to the story that came out. Yeah, man, baseball and Star Wars are basically the same thing. I love that we've turned this into a story. It's awesome. I love it. Baseball and Star Wars are cool. We got so many little subtle jokes in there. From the Fernando Calrissian, Manny Machado being a Jedi Master, Otani two ways with the Force, banishing Cody Bellinger to the north side, because get it, like they have sides of the Force in Star Wars, and the north side is Chicago. So Cody Bellinger plays for the Cubs now. For Sorry for those who are not baseball fans that didn't understand the subtlety of these jokes. They were very good, and I'm very proud of them. I, I did this before Gavin Lux got hurt, but this kind of adds to the Dodger Empire striking back because Gavin Lux was supposed to be one of their big pivots, and now he's gone, so we'll see how the Holy Dodger Empire pivots on that one. And most of this regular season is going to be leading up to this year's playoffs, which hopefully if San Diego beats Los Angeles and wins the World Series, it will be the perfect Star Wars story that we've created here in this weird baseball universe. And I love it so much. It's so much fun. And San Diego and Los Angeles and the Mets and the Phillies, who apparently are Yoda on the swamp planet of Philadelphia, because Philadelphia is a gross, disgusting swamp planet. It's going to be so much fun to watch them play the rest of the season. And I wanted to share this with all of you and kind of explain the bit. So, That's our Wired Up here for today. Hope you got your baseball fixes in here on the show. We are going to talk to you again all next week with some more Spurs Dynasty book stuff. Walter Mitchell and Joe Camo join the show next week. It's going to be a super, super fun week. Uh, we're we're going to maybe talk about John Morant getting suspended by the NBA. Not sure where that's going to fit into the mix here, where we can talk about this wild John Morant story of one of the 10 best players in the NBA getting suspended for, in part, punching teenagers and flashing guns at them, getting a squad of people out to the mall to harass a mall security officer, and then... After the report comes out at a nightclub in what I believe to be Denver, because they were playing in Denver that night, at a nightclub in Denver, John Morant out here flashing his pistol and getting suspended for at least two games by the NBA. Maybe we'll talk about it, maybe we won't, we'll figure it out as the week goes along. Until next time, we ask that you support our dreams. Maybe you buy a book. Maybe you just leave a five-star review here on the podcast. However it is that you support, we appreciate you supporting our dreams. And uh, leaving you off with today's show, we have the full six minutes of Star Wars lore that exists around these last couple seasons of Major League Baseball. Enjoy yourselves, enjoy your weekend, and as always... Take it easy. Episode 4. The Holy Dodger Empire continues their reign over the West. 
In previous years, the Holy Dodger Empire dismantled the once great Royal Cardinals, establishing a new power within the galaxy. The Holy Dodger Empire defeated the Royal Cardinals, invaded the Mill of Waukee, and vanquished the 107-win Giants. In the meantime, the Holy Dodger Empire pillaged both the Purple Rockies and the Backs of Diamond in Arizona. These invasions increased the Empire's wealth tenfold. Their resources are unmatched, their power is unquestioned. With the West and the Central firmly in control, the Holy Dodger Empire sets their sights on a new conquest, the Eastern Empire State. If the Holy Dodger Empire defeats Master Cohen and his Met army of queens, there will be nothing left to stop them from conquering the galaxy. To the south, a small resistance forms in San Diego. While outnumbered and outresourced, the resistance fights for their very existence against the tyranny of the Holy Dodger Empire. It's a changing time in the galaxy. The once great Imperial Nationals of Washington have fallen. Years earlier, the Imperial Nationals once defeated the Holy Dodger Empire at the Battle of Strasbourg. Now, they find themselves bankrupt and selling pieces to the highest bidder. In this collapse, the Holy Dodger Empire captured a great captain known as Mad Max, who helped strengthen the Holy Dodger Empire's hold on the galaxy. However, Mad Max has escaped and defected to Master Cohen and the Met Army of Queens. He will spend whatever years he has left fighting to dismantle the tyranny of the Holy Dodger Empire. And now, the legendary Imperial Captain Juan Soto has joined the Resistance after paying his debt to Kara the Hutt. To San Diego, Captain Juan Soto brings with him the Imperial Nationals Mighty Josh Bell. Joining Captain Soto is Lord Hader, the supreme closer of the Mill of Waukee, called to fight by the message of the Resistance and the possibility of bringing balance to the Force. The Resistance has paid a heavy price, yet they have never been closer to defeating the Holy Dodger Empire. Episode 5, The Dodger Empire Strikes Back. After five days of battles, a perfect 13 innings from the bullpen fleet, and help from a rally goose, Captain Juan Soto and the San Diego Resistance blew up the Holy Dodger Empire's 111-win Death Star, restoring a balance to the Force. After their incredible victory, the Resistance discovers they still have much to learn after a journey to the Dagobah system and a visit to Master Harper on the swamp planet known as Philadelphia. Meanwhile, the Holy Dodger Empire grows in wealth, pillaging the Backs of Diamond and Purple Rockies once more for resources. The Empire has removed Captains Trey and Justin Turner while banishing Cody Bellinger to the north side. Master Cohen and his Met Army of Queens continue spending their unprecedented resources in an attempt to maintain control of their Empire State along the eastern seaboard. 
In addition, Master Cohen and his Met Army of Queens, along with the Holy Dodger Empire, prepare themselves for the impending arrival of Master Otani, the fabled Jedi Knight from Anaheim, who legend says has the ability to master and control both sides of the Force. Despite their successes, the Resistance is losing resources and ground, trying to compete with the tyranny of the Holy Dodger Empire. They've fled to the backs of Diamond in order to re-coordinate their efforts for the following season. In their time of need, Captain Juan Soto enlists help from a former Resistance ally, Fernando Calrissian, also known as El Nino. The Resistance also pays a hefty price for Xander Bogart's defection from the once great Boston Empire. With the help of Captain Soto, the return of El Nino, Xander the Carpenter, Joe Musgrove, Jedi Master Manny Machado, and Supreme Closer Lord Hader, the Resistance knows this season will be their best chance to dismantle the Holy Dodger Empire once and for all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.